Chapter 12 Adele's Disappearance Jerry took the melon from Penny's hand to examine it. This stamp may be helpful, he said dubiously, but I doubt it. The hoods never would be so stupid as to sell melons which could be traced. No, I think our investigation will have to center close at home. You're referring to the Holloway Cooperative, Jerry? That outfit certainly merits an investigation. In the morning, I'll jog out to their packing plant and talk to the manager, Hank Holloway. What time will you be going, Jerry? About nine o'clock, probably. Perhaps I'll meet you there, Penny said thoughtfully. That is, if you don't mind. Glad to have you, the reporter responded in a hearty voice. The two cars soon started for Riverview Orphan's Home, arriving there without mishap. After unloading the boys entrusted to their care, Jerry and Penny then went to their respective residences. "'I'm glad you came at last,' Mrs. Weems remarked as the girl entered the house. "'You're to telephone Miss Anderson at the Riverview Orphan's Home.' "'But I just left there,' Penny protested. "'When did the call come?' "'About fifteen minutes ago.' Wondering what could be amiss, Penny went to the telephone. In a moment, she was in communication with Miss Anderson, who assisted the matron of the institution. The young woman's voice betrayed agitation as she disclosed that following the night's outing, an orphan had been discovered missing. "'Oh, goodness!' Penny exclaimed aghast. "'One of the six boys?' Miss Anderson's reply slightly reassured her. "'No, the missing child is a little girl who was not permitted to attend the party because of a severe cold. You may remember her, Adele?' "'Indeed I do, Miss Anderson. Tell me how I may help.' "'We've already organized searching parties,' the young woman returned. "'Adele will surely be found within a few hours. However, if the story gets out, it will do the institution no good, particularly at this time when our drive for funds is on.' "'I see,' Penny murmured. "'You would like the news kept out of the star?' "'Can it be arranged?' Miss Anderson asked eagerly. If you will talk to your father about it, we'd be very grateful. I'll ask him not to print the story, Penny promised, none too pleased by the request. I do hope Adele is found soon. She could not help feeling that the institution officials seemed far more worried about the prospect of unfavorable publicity than over the missing child's welfare. Saying goodbye to Miss Anderson, she sought her father, who was reading in the library. Penny, you know I don't like to grant such favors, Mr. Parker frowned, when the conversation was repeated to him. As a matter of principle, it never pays to withhold information, unless the telling will harm innocent persons. In this case, it will damage the institution, Penny argued quietly. Besides, I feel more or less responsible. What started out as a nice little party for the orphans ended in a regular brawl. It was planned primarily for Adele, and then she ran away because she wasn't permitted to attend. Starting at the very beginning, Penny told her father everything that had happened during the night. The tale was one of absorbing interest to Mr. Parker. When she had finished, he said, oh, Don't worry about the affair, Penny. I'm as interested in the Riverview Camp Fund as you are. We'll give the institution no unfavorable publicity. Oh, thanks, Dad, she cried gratefully, wrapping her arms about his neck. You're just grand. Weak as water, you mean, he corrected with a chuckle. By the way, I suppose you know that your friend Blake has been named to the camp fund board? No, Penny exclaimed. How did that happen? 
He hinted to Mrs. Van Cleve that he would like to serve. Naturally, after his handsome donation, she couldn't refuse. Why do you suppose Mr. Blake has taken such a sudden interest in the home? I wonder myself. I've thought from the first that he's up to something. So far, I've not been able to figure out what his little game is. Well, you're on the board, too, Penny declared, undisturbed. If he starts any monkey business, you can put a stop to it. I fear you overestimate my talents, Mr. Parker responded. However, I do intend to see that Blake doesn't profit too much by his donation. The hour was late and Penny soon went to bed. Disturbed by Adele's disappearance, she did not sleep well. Arising early, she telephoned the orphan's home, hoping to learn that the child had been found. No such good news awaited her. "'Searchers have looked everywhere between here and the Davis farm,' Miss Anderson revealed. "'Unless the child is found by noon, it will be necessary to broadcast a general alarm, and that's certain to bring unfavorable attention to the home.' "'Is there any chance she could have been kidnapped?' Penny asked thoughtfully. "'Not the slightest,' was the prompt reply. "'Adele took most of her clothes with her. "'It was a plain case of a runaway, but most annoying at this time.' "'Penny ate a hasty breakfast, and then remembering her appointment with Jerry, "'drove to the Holloway Cooperative. "'The buildings were of modern concrete construction,' located three and a half miles from Riverview in the heart of the truck farming district. Jerry Livingston had not yet arrived, so Penny awaited in the car. Soon his coupe swung into the drive and pulled up alongside Leaping Lena. Sorry to be late, he apologized. I was held up at the office. Knowing that her father would have told Jerry about Adele's disappearance, Penny inquired regarding the latest news. So far there's not a trace of the child, the reporter answered. Your father sore at himself for promising not to carry the story. It may develop into something big. Penny walked beside Jerry to the entrance of the cooperative plant. No one seems to worry much about Adele, she remarked. The institution people are afraid of unfavorable publicity. Dad's alarmed about his story, while you and I are just plain indifferent. I'm not indifferent, Jerry denied. In a way, I feel responsible for that kid, but what can we do? Nothing, I guess, acknowledged Penny unwillingly. Miss Anderson said they already had enough searchers. Opening the door of the building, they stepped into a huge room which hummed with activity. Girls in uniform stood at long tables inspecting melons, which moved on an endless belt arrangement before them. Sorted as to quality and size, each cantaloupe was stamped, and packed in a crate, which was then borne away. "'Hank Holloway around here?' Jerry asked one of the workers. "'Over there,' the girl responded, pointing to a burly red-faced man who stood at the opposite end of the room. Jerry and Penny approached the manager of the cooperative. "'Good morning,' the man said gruffly, gazing at them critically. "'What can I do for you?' "'We're from the Star,' Jerry informed. "'Do you mind answering a few questions?' I'm pretty busy, Hank Holloway responded, frowning. What do you want to know? There's a rumor going the rounds that this cooperative has been forcing farmers to market their melons through your organization. That's a lie, the manager retorted. Why, they come here begging us to take their stuff. We get better prices than anyone in this section of the state, and we pass the profit right back to the farmers. 
How do you account for the depredation that's been going on around here then lately? Who would you say is behind it? What do you mean, depredation? Hank Holloway demanded. The destruction of the Preston barn just as their melons were ready for market. Then, last night, a truck of cantaloupes was stolen from the Davis place. That's so, the manager asked. Hadn't heard about it. Clem Davis always was a worthless no good. It wouldn't surprise me that he covered his harvest with plenty of insurance and then arranged the snatch so he could collect. That hardly seems reasonable, Jerry said dryly. You asked for my opinion and I'm giving it to you. The Davis melons were so inferior, we wouldn't handle them at the cooperative. Why, I thought their cantaloupes were particularly fine ones, Penny protested. I don't know what you two are trying to get at. Hank Holloway said with sudden anger. The cooperative does business in a fair and square way. Our books are open for inspection at any time. Now you'll have to excuse me for I got work to do. With a curt nod, he turned away. Penny and Jerry wandered about the room for a few minutes, watching the packers. They did not much blame Hank Holloway for showing irritation. Their questions had been very pointed, and the man had immediately guessed that their purpose was to uncover facts detrimental to the cooperative. "'We learned about as much as I expected to,' Jerry said with a shrug, as he and Penny finally left the building. "'Naturally, one couldn't hope he'd break down and confess all.' "'What do you really think of him, Jerry?' "'Hard to say,' the reporter answered. He's a rough-and-ready sort, but that's not against him. There's no real reason to believe he's crooked, just a hunch of mine. Having been assigned to cover a board meeting, Jerry hurriedly said goodbye to Penny. Left to herself, she drove slowly towards Riverview. Since I'm so near Seth McGuire's place, I may as well stop for a minute or two, she thought impulsively. Despite many exciting events, Penny had not lost interest in the Hubble clock. Although it seemed reasonable that a faulty mechanism had caused it to strike 13, such an explanation did not completely satisfy her. She was eager to learn from the former caretaker if the difficulty had been corrected. Leaving her car by the main road, Penny went directly to the shop. The door was locked and closed. However, as she turned away, she distinctly heard a voice inside the building. Although she could not make out the words, she was certain that a child had called. Who is it? she shouted. Help! Let me out! came the plaintive cry from inside the shop. Penny ran to the window and peered into the dark interior. She scarcely was able to believe what she saw. A little girl, her face streaked with tears and dirt, pounded fiercely on the heavy door, seeking release. It's Adele! she gasped. How in the world did she get locked in Mr. McGuire's shop? End of chapter 12